Welcome to the Luminary Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Perry. I'm a professional psychic channel, a spirituality and energetics teacher. One of my sole missions is to activate and illuminate light leaders across the globe. Let's go. Hey, beautiful beings of light, this is Annie, your luminary host, and I want to welcome you into a bonus episode, I guess that's what we'll call it. I had the idea a few weeks ago that I wanted to start doing shorter episodes that were just like an insight, like a divine download, but expanded into like a 20-minute mini episode. And I know for some people, 20 minutes is a whole podcast episode, but if you're a listener here, you know that an hour to an hour and a half is my regular podcast length, which is really funny because for my entire life, everyone who's ever known me would describe me as a quiet person. They would say like, oh, Annie, she doesn't say much. And then I went through my spiritual awakening and I was like, snap, snap, bitches. I have some stuff to say. So here we are. I hope you're having a fantastic week wherever you are. I hope that you are regularly clicking the link in the show notes to check out what is new at Wellspring Official, which is the name of my company, my business, where I teach, where I offer courses, where I have a membership, where we have different cosmic and galactic and supernatural events. And there's honestly like no words. I think that spirituality now encompasses so much that it's like a box of chocolates. You do not know what you're going to get, but I hope that you'll just click that link and I I keep it really updated on my link tree about what it is that I'm teaching currently. And so you will find all of the latest and greatest right there. So I wanted to make some shorter episodes that were just insights And they were things that maybe I normally would have gone and just taught on Instagram, on my stories, or in a post. And I decided that this was a really, really good one to make a shorter episode about because the healing for this was so incredibly simple. And here's the thing about the rejection wound. Most people have a rejection wound It's almost like a rite of passage as a human being because we come into these really dense bodies and we experience separation. And so another way that you could look at it is that this is just the separation wound that all of us have. And it likes to shapeshift. It probably presents in ways that you might not know that it's actually your rejection wound. Like, for example, if you have people-pleasing tendencies anywhere on the spectrum, from light to severe people-pleasing tendencies, that is actually a byproduct of the rejection wound. And what I have kind of discovered about this very shape-shifty wound is that it it doesn't take much <laughs> for for starters and when i tell you my story about you know where this wound started for me in this lifetime 
it's it's like it doesn't take much and really it's like you didn't get the response that you needed from someone else or this response that you wanted and so we're gonna talk about how I was finally able to heal this rejection wound pretty recently during the last week of my Saturn return I have been carrying this rejection wound for about 24 years. So I'm 31 now, and this wound started right around seven years old. That's kind of where I've ballparked the memory. And before I talk about like the healing and the revelation I had that actually led me to the correct memory that it stemmed from, because I had actually been looking at a different memory and continuously trying to heal through that as the root of this rejection wound, and it actually wasn't the one where it was coming from. So, that was another really fascinating piece of this work that I love to do. I love doing healing work. I call it wholeness work now, and it is all about calling all that power and that energy and all of your wholeness back to you and really remembering the wholeness that is inherent in this now moment. We just can't see it. And so we're actually just revealing the truth to ourselves through this wholeness or healing work. So for me through the years, one of the biggest ways that this wound has shown up in my life is me feeling like people do not show up for me. And I would have like birthday parties where none of my close friends would show up or everyone would cancel at the last second. I would have like an event or something going on at work or I would, you know, win an award at work and I would share it with people that I felt like were close to me and they would have no response. They would be like, oh, that's cool. And I'd be like, but aren't you like excited? (laughs) Are you like excited for me? You know, I wanted to share in the emotion that I was feeling. And so very consistently, I started to withdraw from other people and I would not share as much and I would have very low expectations for other people. And if I was having something going on where I would invite a group of people, I would always just set the bar so low and be like, okay, make sure there's a backup plan in case no one shows up for this. And that all of that stems from the rejection wound, right? It was feeling like people don't show up for me. People don't give me the response that I'm looking for. People don't, sometimes it can feel like people don't love me. People don't see me. People don't hear me. Um, it can feel like I'm irrelevant. I don't matter. I'm left out. I'm left behind. I am behind everyone else and everyone else is somewhere, somewhere that I can't get to. I feel forgotten. I feel unconsidered, right? Like no one is considering how I feel. Or maybe you go to a family event and you have a specific diet or foods that you can eat or can't eat and no one has considered that. And so you kind of feel like I'm on my own. Like I have to just constantly take care of myself. I have to do everything myself. I have to be setting a very low expectation for everyone in my life because no one ever seems to care, right? And so that's, I mean, that's a lot of different emotions. That's a lot of different ways to look at this wound. And all of it leads back to the rejection wound as it's kind of known in the therapy world and the spiritual healing world. And so for 
you know, the duration that I've been doing this healing work, which is just over three years now, I had been calling it the rejection wound and I had really brought a lot of awareness to it. And I was like, I can tell every time this wound is rearing its head and coming up for me and and I can manage it, right? And that's really what I had been doing. I had probably tried to heal it, I mean, I don't know, 70, 80 times. I mean, any time that something comes up for me, you know, I sit down with my journal and I'm like, let's just work this out so that we can feel better for the rest of our lives. Like, let's go through the discomfort right now so that we can feel better forever. And we don't have to kind of just be in the management of the wound. And And so when I had any of those feelings that I just described, you know, feeling like an outsider or unseen or forgotten or unconsidered or even just blatantly rejected, I would sit down with my journal and I would be like, okay, this is exactly how I'm feeling. And I would be like, yep, this is the rejection wound coming back up for me. And then I would ask myself, when was the first time that I felt this way? And I would always go back to this very specific memory that I have of being three, four years old and getting accidentally left at home on the 4th of July. It's like this infamous story in my family, you know, that Annie got left at home on 4th of July and she was just a little toddler. And so it's very much ingrained in my mind that that's like one of the big things that happened to me as a little kid. The first time I was ever alone, the first time that I was ever forgotten. And so I would go back to that memory and it's a very clear memory for me. I remember standing at the window and watching the brake lights as my uh, family and these other families that were all going to the fireworks show, they were all driving away. And I remember you know, standing at the window and being like, if I scream or yell, they won't hear me. They're too far away. And eventually, of course, my dad like ran back to the house and came in and found me and I was perfectly fine. I was like sitting in my parents' bed watching I Love Lucy. And so it's become this infamous story. And this story has come up a lot in my healing as, you know, when people are like, what happened to you? I'm like, the only really traumatic thing I can think of is that you know, I got left behind and I really didn't understand that. And so that would seem like the perfect place for this wound to start, to feel forgotten, right? To feel unconsidered, to feel like no one cared, like you were unseen, like no one checked to see if you were in the car. But no matter how many times I went back to that memory, this wound would never heal. And in the last week or so, this wound came rearing up, like, in one of the most intense ways that I have felt in years. I mean, especially since my healing journey started, I felt so profoundly and deeply rejected, unconsidered, unseen, intentionally left out of something, And I sat down on my bed and I was just like crying. And I was like, wow, this is really getting an emotional reaction from me. And it's just days away from concluding my Saturn return. And during your Saturn return, you learn so many lessons. And I would say this is definitely the one that I have not found conclusion for. I have not been able to make a lot of progress healing And so I started to look at the situation differently and I looked at this group of people that I felt like were rejecting me and intentionally leaving me out of something, right? And I realized 
pretty immediately that there were both um, men and women in this group, and my hurt was definitely zeroing in on the women. And I started to measure the hurt and direct it towards the men. And I was like, nope, I don't feel as much hurt when I think about them and their part in it. I actually don't feel that triggered at all. But the moment that I directed it towards the women, I would start crying again. And I was like, this hurts so much. And so that gave me a clue that this was not a masculine wound. This was actually a feminine wound. So I knew pretty immediately that this doesn't have to do with getting left at home at three years old, because the only person that was part of that memory was my dad. He's the one who came back and got me. And so that's actually more of a masculine-based memory or little traumatic moment in my childhood. So I was like, okay, let's take that off of the plate and let's like, let's set that aside. Maybe that's not actually it, even though that's what I've thought for these past three years that I've been trying to heal it. And then I got very, very specific about how I felt. And I was like, out of all of these different feelings, I wrote all of them down. I'm like, which one do you just want to pick up and throw at those people's face, you know, and be like, this is how you made me feel. And I immediately zeroed in on unconsidered. I was like, I felt completely unconsidered. And that was the key word, the key feeling that described how I felt the most so that I could ask the right question, you know, when I sat there and I was like, perfect. When was the earliest time I can remember feeling unconsidered? Because feeling unconsidered and feeling forgotten, when you think about those two and how they feel inside of your body, it's two different threads of emotion. And being accidentally left at home at three years old, that definitely is feeling forgotten with like a masculine base to it. And this wound was very much feeling unconsidered by the women around me. So a feminine-based emotion, a feminine-based wound that had to do with feeling unconsidered. So that was the other piece of the question that I added in here. When was the earliest that I remember feeling unconsidered? by a female. And just a pro tip for those of you out there that are doing this healing work, this wholeness work, to sit with yourself in a quiet room and close your eyes when you're asking these questions and then allow memories to present themselves. I always direct this question not above me, not outside of me, not to like some higher power. I direct it inwards towards my inner being, towards my heart chakra, and I allow my soul to present the memory because they've got everything, you know, perfectly categorized. And instantly when I asked that question with my eyes closed, the memory came up of being about seven years old, and I was sitting in the cul-de-sac outside of my grandma's house in California, and I was telling my best and only friend that I am moving back to Washington. My parents had just told us that we were moving, and so, of course, I was experiencing a lot of emotions I had never felt before. I didn't know if I should be happy. I didn't know if I should be sad. I really didn't know what to feel, but I had moved before. So there were some 
feelings associated with the idea that moving is bad and that you should want to stay and you should miss where you're from. You should miss the place that you're leaving. And so I was kind of exploring that emotion for the first time, even though in retrospect, I actually hated (laughs) those three years that we lived in California. And that's not to say that I hate all of it now, but I just hated our life during that time. But at that moment, the only emotion that I really understood is that we should not want to leave, that that's how you should feel. I don't know, maybe I saw it in a movie. Maybe I felt that from my siblings the first time that we moved from Washington to California, and now we were moving back. And so I wanted to feel like I should stay, like I should somehow be sad and want to stay. And so I went to my one and only friend And I told her that I was moving and I really wanted her to feel those emotions like, oh, no, like you can't leave. Like, I'll miss you so much. And, you know, it was the feeling of I I want someone to reflect these emotions back to me of wanting to be here, of wanting me in their life, of feeling like they will miss me if I leave. But I mean, my friend was also seven years old. She had no idea how to feel any of those emotions. And so I remember when she wasn't giving me the response that I wanted, that I started to try to make myself cry. And I was trying to show her that this was sad for me, but I was still unsure if I should be sad, right? I'm like seven years old. And I started to kind of try to make myself cry and I I couldn't make myself cry because I didn't actually feel those emotions deeply enough. And I remembered, you know, kind of folding my shoulders over and crumpling inwards on myself and, you know, talking about how I can't believe that I'm going to move and I'll miss you. And I remember her kind of like patting me on the back and being like, I'll write you a postcard or something like that. And so I didn't get the response that I wanted from her. This is key. The wound is not that my friend did not consider me, didn't make me feel unseen or unheard, right? The wound is actually that in that moment of me trying to make myself cry, trying to make her feel my emotions, what I did is I actually took a little nugget of my own power and I gave it to her and energetically, I wanted her to return that nugget of power to me as an emotion, as reflecting the way that I wanted her to feel about me back to me. Do we see that? Do we see how sometimes we want people to give us a specific reaction and emotion, right? I want you to consider me. I want you to accept me. I want you to love me. I want you to ask me how I'm doing. I want you to see my new sweater. I want you to see me and to hear me. I want to know that I matter to you. But really what we're doing is we've actually already given our power away to other people. And for me in that moment, subconsciously, I was giving all of this power of love and acceptance and feeling seen and feeling heard and feeling wanted and feeling considered. I was giving it to 
women. I was giving it to females in my life, not knowing that in that moment that I just handed it to my friend, that that little thread would carry on and be reflected in all of my relationships with women, all of my friendships, with my own sisters, with my own mother, with other women who are related to me, with bosses, with clients, with my community. It would be constantly reflected back to me, not that I was rejected by them, but that in fact, if I looked deeper, I was actually seeing that I had given that power away to women in my life, to females in my life. And the wound doesn't actually hurt because we feel like people are rejecting us or don't love us or don't see us or don't hear us. The wound hurts because you've given your power away. And the most self-loving thing that you can do for yourself and for all of the women or maybe for you it's the men or the males in your life maybe it's everyone in your life the most loving thing that you can do is to recall that little nugget of power back to you so once I had seen what had happened that I had given her some of my power in order to try to get a response the response that I wanted from her That's exactly what I did. I said, oh, I love you so much, my friend. And now I see the situation for exactly what it was because now I'm the conscious adult. Now I can see that little me didn't know how to feel and wanted you to show her how to feel. Wanted you to show her that uh, you love her and you will miss her and all of that. And yet, at the same time, you're just a seven-year-old and you can't actually do those things for me. I have to do those things for myself. And so, I just called my little nugget of power back to me from that memory and I felt the wholeness. I felt the healing in that moment. My emotions and energy completely shifted especially when it came to the event that had happened that day that triggered this healing. I felt completely different about those women that just an hour earlier, I had been crying and feeling like, you know, why do women constantly make me feel this way? Rejected, unseen, unheard, unconsidered, left out of things. And it felt completely differently. It was like all of those emotions became totally neutralized. And I was like, it doesn't hurt anymore. I was giving my power away to them. And now that it's back to me, I don't feel that way anymore. Now, the last thing I want to say is we most often do this with our caretakers, with our parents. You may have given a little nugget of your power away to mom, to dad, wanting to get a response from them, wanting to get love and affection and for them to see you and celebrate you and consider you and hear you and acknowledge your creations or your ideas or what you want to be in this world and all of those things that we experience as a child who is full of wonder and full of, you know, seeing things and doing things for the first time, we most often give that power away to our caretakers. And so we can be locked in this cycle of 
unhealthy relationships, unhealthy romantic relationships where we are constantly trying to get an emotion, a response, acceptance, love, consideration from a partner that's really just reflecting that inner child trying to get that love and affection from mom or from dad. Now, of course, there's always the possibility that your story is more similar to mine and it has to do with friends or siblings, kids at school, a teacher, a babysitter, a caretaker. But the best thing that you can do for yourself is really zero in on what kind of energy, right? Where is it coming from? Is it masculine or is it feminine? And then how do I actually feel? Like what is the most triggering emotion for me right now? And when did I first remember feeling this? I hope that that was helpful for you and you enjoyed this little mini episode. I am just, I mean, ecstatic that I have finally, after three years, been able to heal this wound. And I feel so much better in so many different areas of my life. And I've already seen shifts and changes, especially in those relationships with women. And I know many of you are women that I have friendships with, and I am just so grateful for you. And I hope to continue growing our relationship. Beautiful beings of light, I will see you on the next one.